So great to be here on this beautiful fall morning. Have you been enjoying the change of the weather from hot to nice and cool in the morning and nice in the afternoon? Beautiful. That just shows you how God has good plans for our life, doesn't it? He wants us to enjoy his creation. He made such variety. Wouldn't it be boring if it were just the same all the time? The seasons are beautiful. And uh, God has plans, blessings for you. Pleasure to be here with Pastor Tony's, Pastors Tony's, both of them, senior and junior, old friends of mine. I think, gosh, first time I came here was about 15 years ago, something like that. And I remember preaching on the Elijah anointing that Sunday. How many were here? Anybody, some of you here? It's good to see you folks still around. You know, that's good. It's really important to have those long-term relationships, and uh, I'm glad to see you here. Uh, how many of you have been married 50 years? Anybody? Oh, good for you. Praise the Lord. My wife and I are 43 years this year, and uh, she sends her greetings, my lovely wife, Rebecca, of 43 years. But uh, i got to tell you a funny story before we get into the Word. Is that okay? All right. This couple celebrating their 50th anniversary, and they go for a, uh, they go for a buggy ride, horse and buggy ride. And so... Uh, they, they're going along on the horse and buggy ride, and all of a sudden the horse just stops. And the lady reaches up and smacks it on the backside, and it takes off. And or She smacks it on the backside, and she said, that's one. And it takes off, goes a little distance, and stops. She smacks it again, and said, that's two. Takes off, goes a little further, and stops again. She smacks it on the backside, and, and said, that's three. It takes off and goes a little bit further, and stops again. She shot it. Her husband says, you just can't shoot animals like that. What's the matter with you? And she turned to him and she said, that's one. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. We may have some scriptures up here this morning. We may not. I've been asked to talk about faith and, and pray for people today. Pray for healing. Hallelujah. Woo, shalabahataya. There's a healing anointing in the house today. The Lord is so good, and the Holy Spirit is, is here to heal us. But before we pray, we need to be prepared to, to be prayed for. And we need to have our faith prepared. So Mark chapter 5, I want to begin here <clears throat> reading with this story of the woman with the issue of blood. It says in verse 25, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for twelve years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. And immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, You see the multitude thronging you, and you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. 
Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Or go in peace and, and stay well. Because if your faith can get you healed, your faith can keep you healed. Amen? We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. Say that with me, everybody. I walk by faith, I walk by faith. and not by sight. Amen. Now, this little woman, I want you to notice in preparing to receive from God, first of all, the Bible says when she heard of Jesus. See, we have to be prepared, my brothers and sisters, to release our faith. That's what this woman did. The reason she got healed, Jesus said, according to your faith, so be it unto you. Daughter, your faith has made you whole. So we know she actually found out how to release her faith, how to use her faith. And that's the key to healing. Because God's always ready to heal. Hallelujah. Can I get amen? amen? Woo, man. He's always ready to... He might get healed sitting out there just listening to the word today. You know that happens? Bible said he sent his word to heal them and deliver them from all their destructions. I mean, just listening, the faith may spring up in your heart and you may get healed just sitting there, right there where you are. A few weeks ago, <clears throat> I was teaching on breaking word curses and and uh, as, as we prayed at the end of the service, we, were, we just prayed to break those curses, word curses, you know, things people have spoken over themselves. And there was a young girl out there, not, not too long in our church, been there a few months, probably in her 40s. And she'd had hearing problems all of her life. <clears throat> and she said, she told us after the service, she testified, she said, I couldn't hear out of my left ear. And, and <clears throat> when you prayed and we broke those curses, everybody prayed over themselves. She said, my ear began to pop. And... I began to hear out of my left ear. She went home, told her husband, or her son rather, said, turn the TV on and turn it up, turn it down as low as possible because I've never been able to hear it. And she could hear it perfectly. Can somebody say, praise the Lord with me for that? Hallelujah. Yeah, just, just sitting out there in the congregation. So the little woman with the issue of blood, first of all, she didn't just run up to Jesus and Jesus healed her. And that's what sometimes we think should happen. Well, I'm just going to come, and if God's going to heal me, He's going to heal me. But there was a preparation. There was a process. She was ready to be healed and release her faith. And so the Bible says, number one, when she heard of Jesus. Why is that important? Because Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. How many know the verse? So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So faith has to come. Hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And I love that passage of Scripture because <clears throat> it's very, very replete with knowledge that we need to get. So then faith cometh by hearing. Faith has to come. we got to hear first. Luke 5.15 may have that one. Luke 5.15, it says, They came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, say it with me. Hearing first. Healing later. Yeah, see? So, you know, the Bible said in the book of Proverbs, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For their life unto those that find them in health to all their flesh. All your flesh. All of it. Every brain cell, every muscle, every tissue, every fiber of your body. Every system, your circulatory system, your nervous system, your digestive system, every organ of your body. The Bible said, hell to all. Shout with me, all. all. Thank you. All of your flesh. God's Word is medicine to all your flesh. And I know because I've lived this out over the last 36 years as a Christian and found God's Word to be life and health to all my flesh. But it doesn't happen automatically. 
Okay? He said, my son, attend to my words. So first you got to pay attention. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear. Are you listening to God? Are you listening to hear his voice? You know, when you read your Bible, what you're doing is listening to God. Amen? You're listening to God. Listening to God is not some spooky thing. Yeah. Listening to God is reading his word. Hearing his word. You're attending to, 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 to God's word when you do that. And, and I like to say it like this. When you're, when you're listening to God's word, your hearing is growing. I like to t- say it. We, we can get a Dumbo ear. How many remember Dumbo the elephant? You know, a Dumbo ear, a big ear, man. When it comes to hearing God, I, I might have a little ear, but in, inside my spiritual ear is this big. I got a Dumbo ear because I've learned to listen to God and hear God's voice. So this is the key to being healed. And what the little woman did, first of all, Bible said she heard. Romans ten seventeen says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing. It doesn't mean just hearing something over and over again. Repetitious. Well, I come to church every week, and I just keep hearing and hearing. The second word means understanding. So then faith cometh by hearing, and understanding by the word of God. Pardon me if I get a little Pentecostal here tonight. So then faith cometh by hearing and understanding by the word of God. You got to hear it until you understand it. See, a lot of people have heard and heard and heard, but still haven't understood. Faith comes when you hear it and then you understand it. That's when faith comes with the understanding. That's what's so important. That's why you got to hear it over and over and over again until you finally understand it. That's what he said, my son, attend to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings, let them not depart from before thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. I understand it now. I got the revelation in my spirit, okay? So <clears throat> hearing it is vital, first and foremost. Isaiah 55, the brother quoted that scripture. Isaiah chapter 55, 8 through 11, I think it says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. But it'll accomplish what I please. It'll prosper in the thing I send it to do. And he says the word of God is like rain and snow. It comes to the earth and it doesn't return until it does what it's supposed to do. Well, what's the rain to to do? It's to water the earth, right? What do we water the earth for? Because there's those seeds in the ground that need to be watered so they can grow and produce a harvest. And he said the rain won't return until it's produced a harvest in our life. And he said, that's what my word is supposed to do. It's supposed to produce a harvest. Hallelujah. A harvest of what? A harvest of understanding. Woo! Are you here today? You're with me. See, the Bible said, so then faith cometh by hearing. That's the seed. I heard it. But understanding is the harvest from the seed. Faith cometh by hearing and understanding by the word of God. So he said, my word won't return unto me void. It'll accomplish what I sent it to do. It's going to come to you. And, and as you meditate on it and get the revelation of it, you, you, you get a finished product. Because what's a harvest? A harvest is a finished product, right? When that, when that corn stalk grows up, you don't go out there and pull that corn stalk up till it's ready to eat. That's called a finished product. Hallelujah. Let me give you this, this, this bomb right here that's changed my life. 
We try to send back to God a seed. He said, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void. We try to send God's word back in seed form. You know, it's just information. We, we, we heard it. We start saying it. That's, you, you don't send back a seed. You have to send back a harvest. The, the word is like the rain that produces the harvest, the understanding of the finished work of Christ. Woo! What's the finished work of Christ, see? What's the understanding? When does faith come? When you understand the finished work of Christ, when you have the final product, the harvest of the word is the understanding of the finished work of Christ. And that's what you send back to God. When you speak that finished work of Christ, by his stripes we were healed. Hallelujah. We are delivered from the authority of darkness. We are translated into the kingdom of his dear son. When you send back not just a seed, but you send back the harvest, God said it won't return unto me void that way. When you send back the complete revelation, the finished work of Christ with your words, you speak back to God what he did through Christ on that cross. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. That's when the power of God will be released in your life. See, a lot of folks are just speaking the seed back to God. But you got to speak back the harvest. The hearing is the seed. Understanding is the harvest. Are you with me? See, th- this is preparation for healing. This is what the little woman with the issue of blood did. She heard it, but it wasn't just a seed. She actually got the understanding of it. Because she began to say within herself... This is the next thing that you have to do. You know, you've got to talk yourself into believing sometime. How many have had to do that? You ever had to talk yourself into believing? You've got to school yourself out of doubt and into faith. <coughs> you get that understanding of the Word of God in your heart, the finished work of Christ. And you have to start speaking it out. Because, take for example, you, you, you go to school and you think, well, I've got this understanding now i got a degree but gee i don't know if i get a job in the market i don't know you know if i'm ever going to get really the job i want but what do you have to do it's called self-talk you have to start talking to yourself you have to start telling yourself i'm going to get that job we're talking about believing and receiving from god receiving from god see the little woman received from god because she released her faith she actually believed that when she touched the hem of his garment, she was going to be healed. She believed that. She believed that when she touched the hem of his garment, she would receive. See, that's faith is released when you believe you receive. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody out there, wave at me. Woo, faith is released when you believe you receive. That's what she did. She said, if I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. When I touch him, I'm going to receive my healing. It was a point of contact. See? And so she schooled herself into faith. Actually, the Hebrew text says, for she said within herself, but it actually, the Greek text says she said and she kept on saying. She talked herself into believing it. She talked herself into getting ready to do it. And that's the key. Faith is released through an action. Faith is not just what you believe, but it's what you do. And so she talked herself into believing what she heard and understood. She began to speak that word. If I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. Hallelujah. 
See, it wasn't, it wasn't a question of, is God going to heal me anymore? She was determining what was going to happen. Oh, Lord. Whew. The time and the place. Say it with me, everybody. The time and the place. We're talking about getting ready to, to get a miracle and be healed. See, you have to determine the time and the place it's going to happen. That's what she did. See, many times what we don't do that. We will say, well, when God's ready, he's going to heal me. Never get healed. Well, I hope this will be the week that God moves and gives pastor a word of knowledge. And, you know, it's my day. But, you know, God's power is present to heal you 24-7 anywhere you are. Amen. He's omnipresent. The power of the Lord's always present to heal. It's like electricity. It's always there, but you have to know how to get the switch turned on. You don't, you know, you can get light anytime you want it, as long as there's power available. You just got to find a switch. And that's the way healing is. You don't have to wait. Anybody in here, you don't have to wait anymore. You can be healed today. Hallelujah. Somebody, you have, there's an enlargement you have somewhere in your stomach. You've got a swelling in your stomach, some kind of growth there today. It's your stomach's enlarged or something in there. You're worried about it. God's going to take that from you today. All you've got to do is believe you receive when hands are laid on you. Somebody say hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Okay, so the key here is faith cometh by hearing and hearing Produce understanding. Hearing is the seed, but understanding is the, the harvest from the seed. So what should you should do? What should you do when you're preparing for healing? You should take all those healing scriptures and, and start meditating on those healing scriptures until you get an understanding, a revelation of what God's saying. And then that's what you speak back to God, that harvest from that seed, that understanding. Praise the Lord. That's when God said... It won't return unto him void. So the little woman schooled herself into faith. Wow, have I ever had to do that from time to time? I had to talk the doubt out of my own mind. Said it to myself time and time again. You know what? When I sow that seed, I'm going to receive that harvest. Amen? When hands are laid upon me, I'm going to be healed. No, no ifs, ands, or doubts about it. See? I was prepared to receive from God to release my faith. Releasing your faith means you believe you receive when you pray. Say that with me, everybody. Believe you receive when you pray. That's how you release your faith. So a little woman did that. She said, when I touch him, I'll be healed. That's when I believe I receive. When I touch his clothes, I believe I receive my healing. And she did it. And the power of God flowed out of Jesus and she was healed. It wasn't because Jesus initiated that healing. The woman initiated the healing. Oh, hallelujah. Whew, man. See, there's two categories of healing. I know I'm just teaching here today, but that's okay. Listen, there are two categories of healing. Number one is healing by the grace of God. That's healing God initiates. Then there's healing by faith. That's healing you initiate. Two differences. Healing by the grace of God through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. How's that work? Well, let me give you an example. Luke chapter 7, the Bible talks about the widow of Nain. Remember that story? The widow of Nain. She's on her way to the graveyard to bury her son who's been dead. He's already been wrapped. It's all over. She's weeping. The crowd's weeping. She wasn't believing God for anything except to bury the kid. And Jesus came along and he stopped the procession. 
And he said, women, don't weep anymore. And he raised the boy from the dead. Now, Jesus initiated that healing. That woman wasn't believing anything. She's on her way. It's over. He's dead. We're going to bury him. Jesus stopped the procession, and he initiated that healing, whether that woman believed it or not. Hallelujah. See, that's the way a lot of miracles happen in Catherine Coleman's ministry, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. People came there to mock and laugh and, 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 and prove that it was wrong. They weren't believing anything. And Catherine Coleman would speak a word, and half the congregation would fall out up in the... <laughs> And miracles would begin to happen. That was healing initiated by God. Hallelujah. Say it with me, everybody. Healing Healing. initiated by God. I call that grace healing. You know, you you didn't even have to have any faith to get that healing. God initiated it. Now, understand this, saints. There are 19 cases of individual healing in the Gospels, the four Gospels. 19 cases of individual healing. 11 out of 19, Jesus said, thy faith has made you whole. The majority of healing is going to take place because of your faith. The majority of people are going to get healed because they exercise their own faith. They actually initiate the process. That's what I'm trying to explain to you today. This woman didn't get healed because Jesus was looking for her and and stopped her and said, hey, lady, it's your day. You know, I got a word of knowledge. God's going to heal you. She didn't get healed because God initiated the healing. She got healed. Why? Because she initiated the healing. Jesus didn't even know who did it, right? Bible said he felt the power flow out of him and he knew because he felt the release of power that somebody must have been healed. Somebody put a demand on, on that power. And that's what faith does. Faith puts a demand on the power of God. And you can put a demand on that power any time of the day or night because the power is always present. Because the Holy Spirit's always present. He's omnipresent. So you don't even have to wait to get to church. What you need to do is get to the place where you understand how to release your faith. How to release your faith? You believe you receive. That's releasing your faith. When, when hands are laid on you today, you need to be saying to yourself back there, when Brother John lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. And then, and then once hands are laid upon you, you need to keep believing that you received your healing. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Because that's when healing began in you. See, you have to understand this too, my brother and sister, that, and I know this is not new to many of you. Healing most of the time is a process. Miracle is an instantaneous thing. Most people are expecting a miracle. If it didn't happen in, 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 when, when immediately when we prayed, then we don't believe nothing. We quit believing. Somebody said Pentecostals are famous for believing anything for five minutes. You can believe anything for five minutes, you know. But after five minutes, if it doesn't change, we don't believe it anymore. The Bible said they should lay hands on the sick, and what will happen? They'll recover. They're going to get better. Every one of you in here today can get better. Everyone. Without exception. Everyone. Hallelujah. Bible said, is any sick among you? Does that include you? Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. 
So the Bible doesn't, doesn't say, you know, well, there's a day for you and a day for you and a day for you. No, it's the day that your faith has come to the place where you say, when I, I call on that elder, when they pray for me, I'm going to be healed. Is any sick among you? That means it's for everybody. The same Bible that says, is any sick among you? The same Bible said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever. You know, when it comes to getting saved, we say, it's for everybody. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But when it comes to sickness, we don't understand that it's the same deal. Is any sick among you? Let them call. Prayer of faith to save the sick. The Lord will raise him up. That's a process, isn't it? You're going to get better. You're going to get better. Look at your neighbor, please. Tell him you're going to get better. Woo, you're going to get better. I like to tell people, see, when, when hands are laid on you, you know, the power of God goes in you. You feel that virtue. That's your medicine. That anointing, that healing anointing is your medicine. Now, wouldn't you agree with me that when you go to the doctor and he gives you a bottle of pills, you release your faith every time you take one of them pills? You believe you're getting better because the doctor said so. Hallelujah. And because this medicine, you know, this is good. They said this medicine's guaranteed to work. So I'm just, and hey, I took that whole bottle. It didn't work yet. Give me another prescription. That, that, that bottle didn't get it. Give me another prescription, man. We're going to keep taking this medicine because the doctor said that this is the medicine that's going to heal my problem. So I'm going to keep taking it because I believe what the doctor said. And I believe that medicine's working in me, even though whether I can feel it or not, whether I feel better or not, I believe. See, we released our faith. We started believing it was happening when we prayed. See, there has to be a starting point. For your faith, there has to be a, a time and a place like the little woman when there was a time and a place she was ready to release her faith and say, I believe I receive right now. And that was when she touched the hem of his garment. If I touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And then she went, came in the press behind and she did it. She did it. See? Faith is released through your words and your actions. At some point, you got to release your faith and believe you receive. It's like the ten lepers. They came to Jesus in Luke chapter 17, verse 11. The ten lepers came to Jesus, and, and Jesus said, what do you want from me? They said, have mercy on us. You know, in other words, hey, we're lepers, you know. You know what we need. We need heal. And Jesus said, okay, go show yourself to the priest. Well, to go show themselves to the priest meant let the priest examine you because if you get leprosy, the priest examines you and declares you, you're leprous and puts you in a leper colony. And if you come out of that leper colony before you're healed and anybody sees you, they can legally stone you to death. So those guys were desperate. They came out of that leper colony because they heard Jesus was coming by. And Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest because the same priest that declared you leprous has to now declare you healed. And so when Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, he said, believe you receive. Woo! In other words, saying, you got it. Go show yourself to the priest. But they had to do something. Just like the little woman with the issue of blood had to do something. She had to go and touch them with his garment. And that was a point of contact when she said, right now is when I believe I, I receive my healing. And the, and the ten lepers... Right when they, listen, this is what happened. The Bible said, Jesus told them, go show yourself to the priest. And the scripture said, they turn and as they went, 
They felt in their body that they were healed. They saw the leprosy disappear. When? It was after they released their faith. After they believed they received it. Because listen, if they didn't believe that they had received it, when Jesus told them to go show themselves to the priest, they would have never went to the priest. They weren't going to go show the priest their leprosy. They were going to go show the priest their healing, which they didn't have yet manifested. But they believed they had it. See, that's the key. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And I like the amplified translation of Hebrews 11.1. 1. If any of you have it, look it up. Hebrews 11.1 1 in the Amplified Bible says, Faith perceives as a real fact that which is not yet revealed to the five senses. By faith, there's a sixth sense. It perceives a reality that my five senses haven't perceived yet. So by faith, I believe with my heart, independent of my five senses, I believe I have my healing. Thank you, Lord. I believe I have to start believing at some point that I have it. That's when I release my faith. And you have to keep believing you have it because it'll probably be a process. You, you, you recover. You know, you may get started in your faith like the ten lepers and all of a sudden, boom, it'll, 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 it'll just happen instantly. Or it may take gradually, you know, like when Jesus spoke to the nobleman's son and he said, go your way, your son lives. And the guy went home and he found his son healed. And he said, when did he begin to amend? He said, an hour ago. He said, well, that's when Jesus spoke it, an hour ago. He got better. You're going to get better. Hallelujah. Say it with me today. I'm going to get better. Yeah. Because you don't have to do nothing to be healed except believe you receive it. Because Jesus already bought and paid for it. You don't have to do anything to be forgiven except believe you receive it when you pray. God, thank you for forgiving me. I receive it. I believe. I release my faith in the blood of Jesus right now. I believe I'm forgiven. Thank you, Lord, that I'm forgiven. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Well, the faith for healing works the same way. When hands are laid upon you, that's your point of contact to release your faith and say, I believe I received my healing. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to keep believing I've received it. I've released my faith. I've received my healing. I thank you that I've received my healing, Lord. And you just go your way believing. And you recover. And you get better. You know, I've seen it happen every kind of way. Where people are healed instantly. People are healed the next day. People. I remember praying for this lady years ago on a Sunday night. She had an MS, multiple sclerosis. They wheeled her in a wheelchair. I laid hands on this lady. They wheeled her back out. The same way she was wheeled in, she didn't look any different. Didn't look like anything happened. Oh, a couple years later, I'm in a Christian bookstore in the same city. I'm in a Christian bookstore, and I'm looking at books, and this lady said, Hello, Reverend Polis. And I turned around, I looked at her, I said, Oh, hi. She must have seen me on TV or something. I didn't know who she was. She said, You don't know me, do you? I said, No, ma'am. She said, I'm that lady that they brought to your church on Sunday night with multiple sclerosis, and you prayed for me. Hey, look, I got healed. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. It took a while for her to recover, but she got, she got better gradually and got out of that wheelchair. You know why? Because she re- released her faith when I laid hands on her. She believed she received 
That's how you release your faith. You believe you receive. Mark eleven twenty four is the great prayer of faith scripture. Many people wonder, what is the prayer of faith? James said, call for the elders of the church. They'll pray the prayer of faith. What is the prayer of faith? Mark eleven twenty four. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. That's the prayer of faith. Faith is believing you receive when you pray. Come on. Woo! Felt a little twinge of something there. Faith is believing you receive when you pray. Feel like rapping a little bit up here. Faith is believing you receive when you pray. Come on. Hallelujah. Did you get it? Say it with me. Faith is believing you receive when you pray. See that when you pray, your prayer then becomes the point of contact for you. There's many different points of contact. You have to determine what it is. With the little woman with the issue of blood is when I touch him, his garment. That's when I believe I receive. With those who call for the elders of the church, when they pray the prayer of faith me, that's when I believe I receive. The ten lepers, when I go show myself to the priest, that's when I believe I receive. Or if you take communion, when I take that emblem, I believe I receive. You have to believe you receive. That's how faith works. And you keep on believing you've received it. And you will get better. You will improve. Your health will be restored. Oh, I've seen it so many, 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 many times. But in my own life, I think you all have heard my testimony before about the heart attacks I've had. Anybody remember them stories? Pastor Tony? Huh? Oh, when I was 35. See, before I got saved... When I was a young man, well, when I was a kid, I had rheumatic fever and a, and a heart murmur. And uh, then I, w- I joined the Marine Corps in 1968. I got out in 1970. When I got out in 1970, I was in the Naval Hospital for about seven months recovering and started taking drugs there, smoking dope and dropping acid and all that stuff. By the time I, I hit the street, I was pretty well in the drug, drug life. And I met my wife. Becky, in 1974, she was a crystal methadrine freak, you know, speed. And so when I met her, she got me onto that speed. Doggone her. And, and, and we were shooting it up. And, you know, that would make your heart go real fast. It does things to you. And so we got on the speed, and, and, and that had to be doing something not good for my heart. And then I got into ministry... And that wasn't good for my heart. <laughs> the pressure of ministry, the stress of ministry, because believe me, there can be more people you deal with, the more opportunity of stress you have. You know that yourself. You got five kids in your family. You know, you can have a lot of stress just from, if you never dealt with anybody but them five kids, you'd have stress. But you get a church of two or three or four hundred people in it, you get a lot of stress from things going on in people's lives continually. On Well, the stress... On my heart, when I was 35, I had a heart attack. I couldn't walk up those three steps right there without stopping and catching my breath. That's how bad my heart was at 35 years old. And I had, I had two other occasions where my heart was shot. Doctors gave me medicine, said, you, you know, you got to take this the rest of your life, which probably ain't going to be that long. But see, I, I had been in the Word of God, and I was prepared when that day came. I was really prepared for it. When that day came, because I threw that medicine in a toilet, 
not because I was foolish, but because I had understanding and I understood how to release my faith. And I believe I received a new heart from God, and I thanked Him for that new heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo, Shola Bahata. I have a new heart. See? I got a brand new heart. I take no medicine, nothing. Nothing for blood pressure, nothing. Nothing. I, when I was 50, I ran five miles. When I was 35, I couldn't walk up three steps. When I was 60, I ran six miles. I just turned 66. Going to get my Social Security. Hallelujah. <laughs> Been waiting 66 years to get that. <laughs> if there's any left. But anyway, when I'm 70, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to run seven miles. It's because I, and I, every, I do that every decade just to tell the devil what a liar he is. And how faithful God is. Can somebody give the Lord a praise with me today? Hallelujah. I'm just going to go a few more minutes here. Just a couple minutes and we're going to pray for people. Because the presence of God is in here today in a powerful way. His anointing just flowing. We don't have to do anything. Just, boy. How many feel the glory in here today? Thank you, Jesus. I know he's going to do some healing in your life. Because he promised it. But the point I want to get to you is this. Faith comes by hearing and understanding. Hearing is the seed. Understanding is the harvest. You've got to get to the understanding. little woman understood something. If I touch his clothes, I shall be healed. And she began to speak that. And sometimes you've got to speak and school yourself into faith. You know? You've got to talk yourself into believing it. Because, you know, no, you, you, you hear your own voice more accurately than you hear anybody's. That's why it's so important for you to open your mouth and speak God's Word. Because it registers on your own heart. And that's so powerful. So the woman said, when I touch his clothes, I'll be healed. At that, that's when I'm going to receive, right there. Now, i got to ask you this question. When it comes to healing, have you ever thought about that? That there's a point in time that I'm going to believe that's when I'm going to get my healing. See? And you come to church with that idea in mind. When pastor lays hands on me, I'm going to receive my healing. It's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's going to be done. I'm going to take it by faith. And I'm going to keep believing I've received it. And if it happens instantly, fine. If it takes a process, fine. It doesn't matter because I have the assurance, the faith, the guarantee from God's Word that it will. And so I just take it as though it's a finished work. Call it done. Hallelujah. And keep on believing. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. Come on. Keep on believing. Keep on believing. Whew. Woo! I'm going to give you one more, one more scripture. Then we're going to pray. And this is where, this is where the, the Bible tells us that uh, about a man that came to Jesus and he said, Come to my house because my child or my servant is about to die. And, and, and come and pray for them, and they'll live. And so Jesus goes with the guy, right? And along the way, the ish, woman with the issue of blood stops him. This is in Luke chapter 8. This is Jairus. And behold, there came a man, verse 41, named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitude thronged him. Now, see, he's got Jesus with him. Now a woman having a flow of blood of 12 years who had spent all her livelihood on physicians could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? 
When all denied it, Peter and those who read it said, Master, the mouth too strong you who how can you say who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceive power and went out from me. So next verse he says, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. While verse forty, while he was still speaking to this woman, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Your your daughter's dead. Remember, he already said, Jesus come and he'll pray for my daughter, she'll live. Jesus said, Okay, let's go. So they're on their way. The man has got his answer. He started in faith. Okay? And the little one with the issue of blood interrupts the procession. And while Jesus is talking to her, somebody comes from Jairus' house, the Bible says. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying, Your daughter's dead. Don't trouble the teacher anymore. Forget it. Turn it loose. Give up on your miracle. But when Jesus heard it, he answered and said, do not be afraid. Only believe, and she will be made well. And, and it's the Greek text, only keep on believing. See, you started believing, Jairus, but you got a bad report. In other words, it looks like it got worse. She's not just sick. Now she's dead. It got worse. How many of you have ever been prayed for and started believing? I've got it. Thank you, Lord. It's mine. And then it got worse. What did Jesus say to do? Don't be afraid. Don't let fear steal your miracle. Keep on believing and she will be well. You see, this is my point. It's all about releasing your faith and continuing to believe that you have it. Everybody in here, no matter what, your healing will start today when hands are laid upon you. It'll, it, when you. When you believe you receive, when you release your faith, you get ready to come down and say, to yourself, just like that little woman, when hands are laid upon me, I'm going to release my faith and believe I receive. And from that moment, I'm not going to let fear talk me out of it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to let my circumstances, whatever, talk me out of it. I'm going to keep on believing that I have. Not that God's going to do it, but I received it when I prayed. And I'm going to keep on believing it. And you're going to get well. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says. Okay? So praise the Lord. Let's get ready. If you want prayer, come on down. We're going to lay hands upon you right now. Release our faith together with you.